What's up, my people? Thank you for joining me again on the One on One with KB1 podcast. I got a brand new episode for you today. I'm your host, Walter Burchett. Sit back, relax, turn the volume up on your radios, your phones, your tablets, whatever you listen to this podcast on. We're going to enjoy this ride together. What's up, my people? Thank you for joining me again on the one-on-one with KB1 Podcast. With me, your host, Walter Burchett, the published author of Be a Man and the Be a Man Universe. And I want to say, people, thank you for being so, so patient with me when it comes to the Be a Man Universe. Simply because, yeah. Getting that second book published is um, is weighing on me right now. In addition to getting the, another short story out that I said I was going to get out about three months ago, I said give me six weeks, and it's been what three months now. Just got to get it right, people. Just got to get it right. So, um, more stuff to come. When you got so much stuff going on in your brain, uh, unfortunately, um, you want to make sure that you uh, get the stuff out and so I got about three four or five book ideas that I want to get out and since I've just started this whole situation I'm gonna go ahead and um, just get it all out and then when it's time for me to get them published I'll get them published one by one by one so anywho people um, thanks again for joining me today I probably thank you guys about six times already but um, with this COVID-19 and this um, Black Lives Matter situation and trying to get some some equality in this world, uh, we got to make sure that we don't miss out on the equity and the opportunities that we might be missing out on when we get that equality. So we're always going to be fighting an uphill battle, my people. But um, as long as we're fighting that battle and, tr- and looking to get some some equality and some equity out of things in this world, I think we're going to be all right. So, all right, my people, as uh, today was middle of July, 2020 has been a, been a pain in the ass year. I mean, a straight up pain in the ass. Um, 2020 um, has really kicked us in the teeth. Kobe Bryant, COVID-19, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, trying to make some moves. Some of the things that's going on right now with the tearing down of the monuments and the uh, basically, I'm just going to say it, ripping up of the the Confederate flag. Things are going so much better than I thought it was going to be. And we still got a long way to go. But happy that my hometown of Henderson tore down the, 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 the Confederate monument in front of the courthouse made me smile. It really made me smile. So, um, you got to get rid of these uh, racist relics, these relics of a, a a nation that's dead, has been dead for 150, 60 years, 150 years plus. Uh, we got to get rid of this um, these old relics, man, because honestly, um, Confederate States of America only lasts four and a half years. Friends... I don't know how long Friends lasted, but it was longer than four and a half years. 
Uh, Seinfeld, of course, another one of those bad boys that lasts a long. I mean, you're talking TV shows. Living single was longer than four years. The Young and the Restless, as the world turns, these soap operas last longer than four and a half years. Power Rangers lasted longer than four, I think 26, 27 years strong. But people are talking about the Confederate flag and saying it, it's their heritage. Now I got news for you people. It might be some people's heritage, whatever. I don't care. But also another thing is that, that's their heritage. It's the United States of America. Because this country is here and it ain't going nowhere. And it's been here for 240 plus years. So, at the end of the day, my people, we got to do what's right. 244 years to be exact. But we got to be smart about what we got going on now, man. Because, quite frankly, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm pissed. But I'm upset that the world is acting like a bunch of buffoons. Well, I ain't gonna say the world. The country is acting like, like a bunch of buffoons because the Confederate flag is my heritage. So what? You know what's also a part of that heritage? Blood. There are a lot of people who died because of your quote-unquote heritage. So don't give me that crap. Because I'm tired of people making like their world is so hurt because they got to take the flag down at NASCAR events. They got to they they don't sell the, the the Confederate flag at Walmart anymore. They don't sell a bunch of things with the Confederate flag on it anymore. So, my thing is we got to make sure that we're doing the right things, people and fighting for the right things going forward tearing down the monuments is another thing you know a lot of people got some um, things to say about it about the monuments coming down but you know what at the end of the day the flag and the monuments they're symbols symbols of oppression symbols of racism symbols of the systematic oppression that we've had over the last 400 years since the white man landed on this continent Systems of oppression. I mean, let's just let's just let's just call it a spade a spade. Let's call a spade a spade. At the end of the day, black people are treated like this, and white people are given head starts for that. Head starts. My wife tells me about how. Um, she knows of a couple people who apply for small business loans with the COVID-19 where they actually have real small businesses and these people were denied small business loans and the only reason why they were denied these small business loans and I, I just got to say it it ain't because their business doesn't qualify because businesses of the same caliber qualified for them but because of the color of the, the, the proprietor's skin and I hate saying that this is 2020 this ain't 1865 this ain't 1880s 
This ain't the 1980s. They're still denying people equality in 2020 just because of the color of the skin. So we got to take this stuff back, people. We got to take our country back. We built this country. And I'm not talking just black people. I'm talking to all people. We got to take this country back. There was never no good old days. Some people say, I want I want to take this country back to the good old days. I want to make America great again. When was it ever great for everybody? When was it ever the good old days for everybody? One of my favorite uh, comedians, Kevin Hart. Um, he... <laughs> I listen to his radio show religiously, like every week, twice a week, no problem. Love his show because the camaraderie with the, the, his cast on there is, is is perfect. He said one day, no, I'm on a podcast. He said one day that, hey, I want to uh, celebrate my birthday by taking our old school cars down to a diner and having a a 1950s theme. And I'm like, I was going to write, send them an email or whatever, DM, whatever these people do these days. Um, And send them a message about the 1950s wasn't a good era for black folks. Pretty sure somebody, you know, tipped him off because he actually did something different. He actually rented like a boat and, and went out with his family and some friends on a boat. But the fact that he was thinking about doing a 1950s theme, which sounds good if you're not black. Some type of 1950s theme party. I mean, you look at Happy Days. I love uh, Ron Howard and um, what's his name? Uh, Henry Winkler. Some of the other guys that were on that show. But I want to hold a lot of black people on that show. I've been watching uh, uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this last season, they're going, they went back in time and they're doing a whole bunch of different things when it comes to time travel. And they time travel back into the 1950s, and they the character the the um the cast is a bunch of mixed race people, whole bunch of different races of people, and they all talk about how this era is not good for people of color. And there's one character on there who's like a lesser character who they needed to talk to a white guy who was an overt racist. And he was like, oh, man, damn this white privilege. But that's it, man. White privilege stinks for a lot of people. And if you're white and don't realize that you have white privilege, you need to open your eyes. And I hope people do. And I don't want to bash people who who are white or different than me. But also at the same time, 
Use your white privilege for good. Help me. Give me that loan if if I go in there for a loan and I might be on the fence, but you'd be like, you know what? We need to give you an opportunity to succeed. So, I tell you people, the world's changing. We got a long way to go, but things are getting better and better each generation. Now, I'm not going to say when my son becomes an adult, it's going to be light years ahead of what we are right now. But at least when my son goes down to the courthouse in Henderson, where he ain't going to have to go to, he ain't got to see no damn Confederate flag or no Confederate statue in front of it. There still may be some systemic stuff going on, but you know what? He's not going to be one of those people not getting a job because of the color of his skin, because he's going to be well-educated and being able to go out into the real world and make a difference because people listen to him. They'll finally listen to him. My son, unlike a lot of black kids in my era, is growing up with a father in the home. A lot of kids my age didn't have fathers. Miraculously, a lot of kids that I grew up with, um, they either had fathers that were around or fathers that that, um, that they live with, essentially. Which, quite frankly, is, is, is pretty cool. I, for 10 years, had a father. Then he passed away, and then I had, had nothing. But you got to make the most, the most of what you got going on. And quite frankly, people, um, at least we're not handcuffed to not having fathers in the black homes anymore. At least, at least in my house. So, I tell you, my people, things are getting good. Things are getting better. And I'm proud to say that things at work for me are looking good not being a black man the token black man anymore makes me feel good and hopefully and I'll say this saying hopefully when things get to a point where we all can I don't know be on an equal and similar playing field I think I think we'll get another black president. I think we'll get more black congressmen and senators. It's, it's, it's taking a while to get there. But we're going to get there, people. Trust me. Trust and believe me. With this Confederate flag down, people talking about their heritage. I feel you on that. But who cares? That flag meant it might mean something positive to you, but it means something extremely negative to others. Case in point, back in what late 80s, the guy who plays War Machine, Don Cheadle, was a um actor. No, he's still an actor. <laughs> He was a guest star on the Golden Girls. And 
there was an episode where Blanche and Rose they did some type of party. I I don't know what the whole situation was, but Blanche, being a Southern woman, uh, while they were setting things up, unrolled the Confederate flag and hung it up on the table, and she was so proud of that flag. Rue McCallahan, who played Blanche in the Golden Girls, it was like she unrolled that Confederate flag and not Blanche. Because she felt so proud of that flag. But in the episode, um, War Machine, he was like, oh, whatever. And at the end of it, he was like, that, that flag might be a thing of pride for you but for me that flag is the reason why when me and a group of my friends walk down the street a white woman will n- nearly get hit by a car trying to avoid us that's why when I'm in an elevator with a white woman I say boo just to break tension because she's so afraid of me me because I'm black not because I'm a person of any other color. And there's a lot of truth in that. Me as a black man, I was born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, became a man in the 2000s. And I'm not going to lie to you, I haven't seen the racism that my older brother has seen that my older cousins have seen, that my aunts and uncles and and parents have seen, that my grandparents have seen. But I've seen enough. And I can understand what that is. So, in that same episode of Golden Girls, um, at the end, uh, Blanche realized that the way that she acted over the years towards people of color was wrong because she was just doing the same things that her friends and family members were doing and she was questioning what people would think if she didn't honor that dead flag so Ruby Callahan, she played that part pretty damn good. You got to get to her. War Machine. I mean, that's just a hidden gem. From 1988. 1988. We're still talking about that 32 years later. About that damn flag. So... I was going to go into some more stuff about uh, Bomani Jones versus Will Kane and how Bomani Jones basically shut Will Kane up by Will Kane is, ob- is, is an overt racist and ESPN, he's employed by ESPN, but ESPN won't uh, won't mute him because he has his opinion and he, he, he takes the contrarian way about it. But it's obvious that this guy is, is is overt racist. I mean, especially when it comes to the NASCAR issue with Bubba Wallace. Um, but I, before I, I go here, um, I try to find a tweet 
but I'm going to just go off the cuff. So, after Bomani Jones, if you don't know Bomani Jones, you got to follow him on Twitter or just check out some of his stuff that he does. Um, he's a sports columnist working for ESPN. He used to have a show on ESPN called on the ESPN radio called The Right Time with Bomani Jones. He probably still has a podcast by the same name. But Will Kane was going back and forth with Bomani about the whole Confederate flag controversy and how the news found in Bubba Wallace's um, stall was just what they, they, it was overblown. And the fact that it was overblown, um, you got the whole world up into a tizzy about nothing. But at the same time, it's like, who ties a garage um, pull down in the shape of a noose? And all the stalls, over 1,600 stalls at every NASCAR track in the country. None, there were no other nooses tied except the one that was in Bubba Wallace's stall. And yeah, they showed video of it being up there um, in 2019. But come on, man. Of all things, you're going to tie a noose in this one particular stall. And Bubba Wallace is in it. But anyway, Bobani Jones is like, listen, if it takes somebody, racism is out there. And it's out there for everybody to see. And it for the people who don't see it, they turn a blind eye to it. It's like, oh, whatever. Um, it doesn't exist to me. He didn't say it like this, but I'm paraphrasing it and putting it in my own words. And if you got to have somebody show it to you, they got to pitch a perfect game, is what he said. If you got to pitch a perfect game to see racism at its finest, then at the end of the day, you won't try to look for it anyway. You've been one-on-one with KB1. I'm your host, Walter Burchett. That's all I got to say about that, my people. Check me out, people. Tell your peoples about me. But at the end of the day, we got to fight for the change. Let's keep this thing rolling. My name is Walter Burchett again, and I am out. This concludes the one-on-one with KB1 podcast show for today. I am your host, Walter Burchett, the published author of Be A Man and the Be A Man book series. Check out my website to find out more about me and my projects at wburchett3.home.blog. You can also find me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wburchett3. Just type it in the search bar and you can find me. Thank you for listening today and I'll see you on the other side.